Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to kick off the show is Dr. Ann Innes-Dagg and Allison Reed, the producer of her film, The Woman Who Loves Giraffes. And I have to say, I screened this over the weekend, and it was incredible. I had goosebumps. I never knew so much about the giraffe, and uh, you're in for a treat because they're both here right now to join us. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. I am thrilled to have you both on. Thank you so much for having us. We're thrilled to be here. And to be in Canada. Uh, you're calling in from where? From Canada? From Canada, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I have to say, uh, Allison and Anne, I, I was so mesmerized and moved by this film, The Woman Who Loves Giraffes. Uh, Anne, let's start with you. What did you think when you heard there was going to be a film about you? Well, I knew about it because uh, Ali had asked if I could, if I'd be willing to be involved, and, and uh, so I was a little bit doubtful, but then I thought, well, what I really want is to have giraffes become safe in Africa, so that was a good reason to make sure we made a super film. Yes, when I first approached Anne about uh, about making a film about her, her her response was, well, why don't we just make a film about giraffes instead? <laughs> and uh, I was able to convince her that, uh, that um, people would fall in love with giraffes as they fall in love with her and her story, and that seems to be what's happening. So we're really, really happy with the way uh, folks are responding, and thank you. Thank you so much for saying what you said about it. Well, it's true. You know, it just everything about the film, the way you captured her life and her backstory. I want to just give the listeners a little glimpse of the film. Um, the Woman Who Loves Giraffes retraces the trailblazing journey of Dr. Anne Innes Dagg, who in 1956, at only 23 years old, became the first person in the world to scientifically research the behavior of an animal in the wilds of Africa. Four years before Jane Goodall ventured into the world of chimpanzees, and seven years before Diane Fossey left her work with mountain gorillas, um, was there ever a point? And I mean, I guess I should ask this: At what point in your life did you become fascinated with the giraffe? Oh, that was when I was three. I was taken to the Chicago Zoo. My mother was born there, and uh, she wanted a holiday with her relatives and. When I went to the zoo and I saw this mighty, wonderful, wonderful animal, I just knew I had to know more about it. And, and uh, so I decided when I grew up, I would go to Africa and, um, and study it and see what it was like. And you never... That's right. Anne tried, yeah. Anne tried to, 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 to um, when she you know, became fascinated with this creature, as she was going through school, she was always asking for a book about giraffes, and for Christmas she was um, asking her parents for a book on giraffes, and no information seemed to exist. And she went all the way through university, got her master's in biology, and still there was no information. So she decided at 23 that she was going to go to Africa and find out about them for herself. And it was, it was quite groundbreaking because, I mean, we take for granted now that scientists go and study animals in the wild. That's how it's done. Right. But um, back in the 50s, they studied animals in zoos and dissected them. So mm -hmm. it was a, a very new idea to, to actually study them in their natural habitat. So, Allison, uh, you and Paul Zimmick decided yes. to produce this, correct? Correct, yes. And how did this all come about? I mean, were you always fascinated with these animals? 
Well, what, what happened was I found out about Anne's story. There was a radio documentary on um, CBC Radio about her, and I was just fascinated by it. I was just totally captivated by her story. So I went out and I read her book, uh, Pursuing Giraffe, a 1950s adventure, which told the story of her pioneering journey. And I come from the scripted world of film and television. I've never made a documentary before. So I approached Anne about... Um, about making a, a scripted film and narrative feature about about her story, and she was kind enough to give me the rights to her book. And then I found out she was going back to Africa for the first time in well over half a century. Um, so when you see the film, you'll find out a little bit about why Anne was absent from the draft world for so long. That's yes. a whole other scene in the, in the film. But um, when I found out she was going back, I just thought, this is historic. We, we, we must film this. So... Anne was kind enough to let me tag along with her with a little film crew, and I followed her around for the next five years, wherever she went. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Anne, I want to ask yeah. you, in your early 20s, was there ever a time, here you were in Africa, that you were ever afraid? Well, actually, I was very afraid before I actually got there, because mm-hmm. uh, I bought a little car, a second-hand car, to get a thousand miles from where I was to where Mr. Matthew was, where the draft were. And just before I got there, and about five miles away from the from the ranch, the car fell apart at the middle of the night. Uh. <laughs> so I was left thinking... I'm so scared I'm out of my mind. Yes. <laughs> and not knowing what to do. And, and finally w- got out of the car and walked the whole way. And I was just thinking about snakes and, and um, lions. And <laughs> oh, my god! It was uh, the, the worst day of my life, really. <laughs> oh, I bet. I, when I was seeing this in the film, I thought, I don't think I could have left my car <laughs> at night. But it was so scary thinking about it. I was thinking yes. my car, I'm, I just, I was just too scared to even stay. Sure. I don't, I'm not sure how that works, but it did work. <laughs> too scared to stay. And to do her. She, she can't sit still for long. She's got to be doing something. So uh, <laughs> apparently she got back in her car and sat there for a while and thought, I can't, I can't, I can't just sit here. I have to do something. So she, <laughs> she's a proactive type of person. She thought, okay, I'll walk. Well, <laughs> Lions and snakes. Right. You know what's so funny? Yes. Uh, when in, in the film, uh, Anne, you're, you, there's an image or a reenactment of you in a car, and you're taking notes. And I guess you got bored, or you wanted to stretch your legs, and you're doing ballet moves. And all of a sudden, the giraffes start <laughs> looking at you. Can you talk about that? Yes. Well, I thought they wouldn't pay any attention. I mean, I, I wasn't that close, and, and uh, I was just so bored in the car, and it was so hot. And then they, as, as soon as they saw some movement, they all looked, there were about four or five there, and they were all looking right at me, and then they started coming, walking closer, and I realized that I was really, what I was doing was making it impossible to know what the draft were doing without me, so then I realized I had to get back in the car and see, to make sure that it wasn't, I wasn't affecting their behavior. Yes. So, <laughs> yes, that was, um, that was uh, funny, really, although really I was really funny. annoyed because it was so hot. It would have been even funnier if they started doing ballet. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been stunning, probably. Wouldn't it? A lot yes. of people would come. <laughs> so funny. Um, the footage, uh, the way, Allison, you captured everything was magnificent. Ah, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, we had rich material. I mean, there's a treasure trove of, of material that Anne has, and 
you know, as you know from seeing the film, sort of um, I sort of blend the past story, her past story, and her present story, and um, I tell the story of her past through the that that original sixteen millimeter footage that that was shot of her and by her in 1956. So to be able to um, transfer back. Uh, back and forth with a 60-year time gap in those exact same places was was very powerful. And also using the letters that Anne wrote. I mean, Anne was writing to her fiancé and to her mother back and forth during that time. So we have uh, Tatiana Maslany playing the voice of of young Anne in her letters, and Victor Garber plays the the voice of Mr. Matthew, the rancher that uh, from South Africa that, that was so instrumental in helping her with her draft studies. So, um, so yeah, it was a it was a treasure trove of material. I, w- I was thinking, I was wondering if that footage was actually Anne, and then I realized it must have been. Yes, He had a sixteen millimeter camera, and amazing. You know, color film was really expensive back then, but they they just thought it was important to um, to film these giraffes. And then at a certain stage, he started filming her in her little car. So, so it's incredible. Yeah. I love how you just blended the two, you know, the the past yeah, and the present. Yeah. It was so well done. It was really outstanding. Thank so, you. So um, the the scene, I don't want to give too much away, but when you go back to Africa, Anne, after, what, 50 years? More, more than that, more yes. Than that, <laughs> with, with your daughter, and you see that all these people look at you you know, with such um, high esteem, and they're so fascinated with your research. What what did that feel like? Well, it felt like heaven, really. I was, it was just euphoric to have strange people come up and say, "Well, I've read your book, and I loved it," and oh, it was just wonderful. And people were coming up all the time because the whole point of a conference is to um, the conference we were at at the time was. Uh, to make, to make um, friends and talk to people and find out what they were doing with giraffes. It was it was magnificent. I loved it. You know, I feel like... Yeah, it was... It, go ahead. No, go ahead, Alison. So it was, it was fantastic, you know. Um, and, and faced some uh, gender discrimination, despite the fact that she did this groundbreaking work um, and was known as an icon, as you say, in the giraffe community. I mean, she wrote the Bible on giraffes, and it was, you know... Uh, the first thing that was ever written scientifically about them and remained the um, the go-to textbook for all those years. So the giraffe community, as you say, held her in very high esteem and, and, and she was their icon. But because of the discrimination she faced in academia, she was not able to continue her research or have the career that she deserved. So when... So it was... This, this film is this is the story of Anne's rediscovery and her uh, two women from California, actually, Lisa Clifton Bumpus and Amy Phelps, were responsible for, for tracking Anne down and bringing her back into the giraffe community after all this time. So, so it, was, it was wonderful to be there and experience that with her. You know, I have to say, I was sharing with my younger daughter uh, last night about this film, and I mentioned how, you know, I believe was was it you were published in over twenty very prestigious publications, but you were, would not be recognized for tenure by this all male panel. And I thought this is just a nightmare. How upsetting because you were so passionate and dedicated and doing things that no one was doing. 
Yes, I know, and I was, um, it, it was, uh, I, I worked with a lot of students, and my whole point about working with them was actually going into the field, and they really appreciated that, and uh, they were just crushed as well when they found out I had to, I couldn't get tenure in there, for I was, um, had to leave. And and I had three universities that I had worked with, mm-hmm. but each one of them in, indicated eventually, well, you are a woman, and you, know, and you have to leave, in effect, although they wouldn't say that, of course. The um, one of the one of the most powerful moments for me in, in releasing the film is that um, it inspired uh, the University of Guelph to issue an an official apology. So they issued her an official apology, and the current dean of biology screened the film at the um, at the university for faculty and students. Mm-hmm. And at that time, he announced um, he was establishing the Anne Innistag Scholarship for Summer Research, so $8,000 a year will go to a female biology student to help with her field work. Fantastic. So that was really, yeah, yeah. I know, because this wouldn't go on now in 2019, what went on for you, Anne. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you, you, you know, you find things like the woman that was, um, I've forgotten her name, but she was on one of the world's first um, people in physics, and mm-hmm. we had been giving her a little serious because no one really would admit that, I guess. Yes. Yeah, and then she got the Nobel Peace Prize, and all of a sudden she got tenure right away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's happening. I think you're right. It's not happening as much, but it's, uh, we're not 100% there yet. Yes. But it's getting better for sure. Yeah. So, Allison, what would you like people to take away from the, watching this film? Well, I would be in big trouble if I didn't say <laughs> 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 um, we, we really would like people to be aware of um, the situation that giraffes are facing. I mean, their, their numbers are plummeting catastrophically, and they just haven't had the profile that elephants and rhinos have had. I mean, they're less uh, giraffes as a whole in Africa than there are elephants, and um, they really need our help as well. I mean... And uh, there are three organizations, con- giraffe conservation organizations on our website. We have a website called thewomanwholovesgiraffes.com. So if you go to the see action or, or take action page on that, um, on our website, you can get information about those organizations. You can also see our trailer. And if people want to go and see the film, uh, we had a great... We're playing at the Newport Beach uh, Film Festival. We had a wonderful celebrate screening yesterday at the lot, Fantastic. and it's also playing this um, this Wednesday, uh, May the first, at three thirty at the Triangle Cinemas. Okay. So um, yeah, if people can go and, go and see the film and uh, join our community, we have a Facebook page also and uh, a newsletter, so you can keep apprised of what's happening with the film and what's happening with giraffes. I want to mention, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Allison Reed and Anne Innes Dag. Uh, we're talking about the film The Woman Who Loves Giraffe, and I put all the info on my show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kvci.org. Um, Anne, let me ask you this. Was there ever a time, because I, I think the answer is no, uh, that you wanted to <laughs> throw in the towel and stop studying giraffe because you felt like maybe people wouldn't care enough or or it was just too hard or scary? Well, well there wasn't a chance to even study them, so I just started read, um, writing other books, which is, I've got about 20 on various um, issues about people or 
and um, all yes. about animals pretty well. So it was just a, a question of not having the ability to even not work. I just was there's nothing I can do. Yes. And it was only when um, Ali came along and suggested doing this new project that I became human again. <laughs> <laughs> but you never stopped loving giraffes. Yes. Yes, and that's so clear because you did write a lot of books. There was a glimpse of your office and I believe some of your books, and it was it's a beautiful thing. You just kept going. You were just so focused and passionate. Oh, thank you. Uh, so yes, her, you her, uh, her focus switched then when she couldn't continue her giraffe studies and focus switched to fighting for women's rights. So she um, and got together with other women and they wrote uh, books about, um, you know, she wrote a book called Miseducation about uh, the treatment of uh, women in universities and uh, lots of other articles and books on that subject line. So her, her 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 focus sort of shifted for a few years, for a few decades, yes. <laughs> but uh, thankfully came back to giraffes. Fantastic! You know, I wanted to ask earlier, um, and was that the first time your daughter had come to Africa with you? Yes, yes, it was. It was super to have her there. It was. It, it made it even better if that were possible. <laughs> And now she's involved in uh, getting things organized and making things work so that we can have more um, people will know more about the problems. That's beautiful. I have to say, after watching the film, I wanted to run to the San Diego Zoo or the closest zoo and just sit and spend time with giraffes. Uh, is there anything um, you could tell people about these animals? I mean, I feel like I wouldn't be as scared as I would, let's say, a chimpanzee or a lion. No, well, there would be no reason to be scared. <laughs> they're scared of us, really, because uh, we're strange, I guess, and they're, um, they're, they run away, actually, if you report one in the wild, of course, because, because they are uh, always worried about worried about something like a lion or some um, person that, or individual yeah. killing them. They're beautiful. They're, uh, you really, Allison, you really illuminated something I was not aware of and, and it's really beautiful. I would actually say that uh, I think teenagers on up should see this film. Well, thank you. We would we would love that. We would love for <laughs> as many people as possible to see it. Uh, yes. <laughs> they, are, they are magnificent creatures. I mean, they almost, uh, they are a, a throwback to prehistoric times and it would just be a travesty to to lose the species. So, um, We've got to got to save the habitat that's left, and and you know start taking care of all the all the animals. I mean, the, the local people need to be thriving in order for the wildlife to be thriving, and it's it's really difficult with the droughts in Africa and you know the the famine and all the other challenges. But um, but there's headway being made, so um, so we've got to keep fighting. That's great, and I'm right, sure with right. this film, it would open people's eyes. Exactly, yes. Is there yes. Any, any last bit of info you would like to leave the listeners with, Anne or Allison? Well, I guess just, just with this idea that there are fewer and fewer of them, because most people are not aware of that at all. In fact, when you talk to them, they're amazed. So um, if, if we can get the point that this, they're all going to be killed off if we don't um, value them, I, I guess that's the biggest point. Yes. What about you, Allison? Yes, just um, just 
Well, I think that is right. Two things have been flying under the radar, and I think they're both starting to come to light now. And one is Anne. I mean, she's an she's an underdog. She's sort of been flying under the radar for for so long. So I really I'm really touched by how moved people seem to be by her story, Um, and and also the story of of giraffes. So um, uh, if people are aware of those things and want to go and see them in zoos and learn more about them or even go to Africa and participate with uh, with some of the conservation activities that the organizations that we list, list on our website, uh, thewomanwholovesgiraffes.com, um, are keen for people to be involved. And we have had some audience members actually go to Africa and help with some of the conservation activities. So it's been really rewarding. So, um, yes. That's wonderful. Please, please go and see the film and... Uh, what you think let me just give some of your social media links on twitter and dag that's with double g movie facebook the woman who loves giraffes and instagram is the woman who loves giraffes as well uh, give the website any any yeah what is the website one more time is it the woman who loves giraffes the woman com yeah the woman who loves giraffes.com you can see our, our a trailer for the film there and lots of other information fantastic Allison and Anne, thank you so much for calling into the show. Congratulations. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having us, Janine. My pleasure. Have a wonderful really day. Really appreciate it. Okay. okay. Congratulations. Bye-bye. Bye, then. Thanks. If you were just tuning in, we were just wrapping up our conversation with Allison Reed and Anne Innes Dag, and we're talking about a film that's been at the Newport Beach Film Festival and will be showing on Wednesday as well, and it's called The Woman Who Loves Giraffes. All the info and the trailer and the website is on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. I want to mention I'm on Twitter at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. KUCI is on Twitter at KUCI-FM. We're on Instagram at KUCI-FM. Tumblr, blog.kuci.org, and Facebook. Facebook is KUCI889. If you want to find out about being a guest, just send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at KUCI.org. We're going to take a little break, and then uh, we will be back with a few more guests. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. If you missed any part of this, everything is up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.